Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Guardian. Breathing in. Long exhale out. And you're just going to go to your, up into your head, where your mind lives. I'd like you to pose a question to this part of you, and I'd like you to ask it. What do you think or know about my current decision or dilemma? Do you want kids? It can be as empty a question as, how are you? Think about it. No one wants the long version. Whether or not we want to admit it, most of us still assume that people around us will grow up, get into a relationship, and they'll become parents. But that presumption, that's what can make it so hard for those of us on the fence. What are you supposed to do when everyone around you seems so sure, but you're stuck on one of life's biggest decisions? Am I saying no, and she's secretly saying yes, and she's not letting me on? Because I can't put my finger on why this is such a big deal for me, when for so many people it's just a given. I feel like in my head, if it's, I'll just do it, just do it for God's sake, just do it. Sometimes I will watch something like Modern Family, and I think, God, maybe we're wrong, maybe I would want a kid. If you get six months beyond the point where you could have got pregnant, you can change your mind, and there'll be nothing you can do about it. Leia Green from The Guardian. I don't know whether I want kids, and it's a weird feeling when something you'd always assumed would happen reveals itself as a choice. It's such an unknown, and either way, your decision could ruin your life, or that's how it feels from where I'm standing. There is nothing in the world that makes me want to give up sleep. Having to entertain them. Give up holidays. Having to look after them. And I'm missing out on the most profound feelings you can possibly have, which is the love of a parent for their child. I'm actually not convinced that I would make a particularly good mother. My heart is saying, you you know, you could be a great mum. It would be so lovely, you know, your lovely partner could be a wonderful dad. And when we asked for your views on this, Thousands of you responded. Um, my name is 36. Jess. So I'm, I'm Rebecca. I'm 36. 30 years old. We asked you why you can't decide. Do I worry about regret? Yeah. I feel like my head is saying one thing and my heart is splitting two. I asked a professional 
how I can decide. Today, I thought we'd do some exploring just to help you uncover some new ways of thinking about it. And I talked to someone who has very much already decided for me. I would love to have grandchildren. My mother. And it turns out there's a story behind everyone's decision or indecision. On my list. <laughs> Take Carrie. I guess, I mean, because of my age, I'm kind of like, feel like it's basically it's now or never, you know. She lives with her boyfriend. And that now or never feeling is getting stronger as she edges towards her 39th birthday. I always put it on the back burner, but the time's running out. <laughs> kind of feel like I have to, I have to hurry up and decide before it's too late, you know. I've got three sisters and they're all pregnant this year. So I've kind of got a lot of people. All of your sisters are pregnant at the moment? <laughs> yeah. What's that like for you, having three pregnant sisters? It's kind of, in a way, I feel a bit like left out, you know, I'm not part of the gang. But uh, yeah, and on, on the other side, it's kind of pressure for me to, to get involved as well. It must be nice if all the children were the same age. Are the sisters younger than you? What are their ages? They're, yeah, they're all younger. So again, that's kind of, that makes me feel worse as well. So I should be doing it first. <laughs> what kind of conversations do you have with them about it? They're all, they will tell me I should, I need to do it as well. Why won't I do it, you know? Come on, Carrie, you're the only one now. And that kind of pressure is hard to shake off. In her response, Carrie said that maybe she doesn't even feel that maternal urge. But as a woman, not having children makes her feel like a failure. Okay, it's kind of, it's like a no going back, isn't it? So if you do have them, you can't unhave them. But if you don't have them, you know, and you get to point where it's too late, then you can't, you can't change that either. She set her 40th as her deadline to decide. I've got a list of arguments for both sides. Okay, I've got my, my cons, which would be, um, I think, the cost. You know, I heard on radio the other day that it's about 200 grand to bring up a child, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrified of labour. I know that's a silly reason, but it does contribute. What if I don't love it? I mean, I've read stories about people that didn't, you know, and people that don't bond, etc. I feel like, you know, when you're older, it's nice to have, when they're grown up, it's nice to have family around and then bringing their children around. And, you know, it's otherwise it's me and my boyfriend or husband or whatever on our own. Well, that's it forever. I mean, might as well have a child because it's kind of something to do. <laughs> when you imagine then not having children, what do you see in front of you when you imagine life as just you and your partner? So, yeah, probably just boring and, you know, we're just, sick of each other and we've got no one else to distract us <laughs> we'd just be us sitting there glaring at the telly forever what conversations have you had with your boyfriend about having kids essentially i've been telling him that i'm kind of in two minds about it. i mean he's always decided that i didn't want them because i haven't had them etc so now i've been speaking about it a bit more and he's all like oh, i thought you weren't going to want them <laughs> and i mean he's he basically says you know if I'm going to be unhappy not doing it, then we'll do it and he'll stand by me, etc. And how do you anticipate, what's the way out of this for you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'll just bite the bullet and get on with it. That would stop me thinking it. Gorgeous space. Wow. 
So many people are in Carrie's position that there's even a life coach for that. Hi, I'm Beth Fellini and I'm a life coach and I specialise in coaching women and sometimes men who are trying to decide whether to have children or stay child-free. really quiet and contemplative, you know. Beth agreed to do a session with me. She asked me to email her with all my thoughts about why I can't work this out. But unlike Carrie, I don't have a coherent pro and con list to hand, and it was tough. This was the first time I had to describe this feeling. Maybe you could just say a little bit more about the current dilemma, where you're feeling stuck. I've always wanted children, and then uh, I've just been thinking about it a lot recently and kind of, I guess, mulling it over properly and kind of thinking like there's a lot of really good reasons not to do this <laughs> mm-hmm. um so I don't know what it's like to have a kid but I feel like what I do feel is the weight of like what a big decision it is and I think that a lot of people just do it I, I was also drawn to something you said in your email which can play a part in in this is there was something around Am I overthinking this? Do I overthink? I mean, do you overthink a lot of things in your life? Uh, Yeah. I mean, my mum has always said, like, I'm the kind of person that on the morning of their wedding day would just have a freak out and decide it was the wrong thing to do. I like feel the weight of big decisions in a way that maybe other people don't. We all have kind of natural places we go to, you know, some of us are more like head based and want to think everything through. Some people are more like kind of hard, like, you know, that impulsiveness. And for me, it's just about with this decision, it's about having that balance. And most people who come, often they've really tried to work it out logically, right? You know, they've done pros and cons. I've even had people come with like a spreadsheet, you know, like I've done a spreadsheet, Me, you know, we've worked everything and they still can't decide. So actually, I think just I'm going to jump in because I think you're ready for it and, and we're going to do a little exercise around this. So we're going to look at those three, three parts. So head, logic, heart, um, emotion or... Um, intuition and then also in this kind of schema the 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 core which you know if you think about when you exercise you know the core represents you know your stability but also that confidence you know okay so we're going to do this this is going to be like a creative visualization and you can shut your eyes you know and i'm gonna take you on this little journey so inhaling up, exhaling down. I'm just going to invite you to imagine that you can go inside yourself and it's as if maybe you've shrunk yourself. And you're just going to go to your, up into your head center where your mind lives. And it's as if you could go around and look and and see this place as a real place. Perhaps it looks like a room or a landscape. What does this head center look like? What does it feel like to be here? Um, It's very busy. It's kind of... Um, (laughs) There's a lot going on. I think it's a space with like... If I'm in there, there's, like, stuff firing past me in all directions, just... 
is kind of a bit stressful. I'd like you to pose a question to this part of you, and I'd like you to ask it. What do you think or know about my current decision or dilemma? Uh, I want to say it doesn't know a whole lot. It has a lot of very strong thoughts, but I don't know what it knows. I want you to slowly shift your attention down to your heart. So just take a moment to explore what this space, what this place looks like. It's much... uh, stiller great so it's there's a lot of stillness here feels very contrasting to the head so again what you can do is pose the same question that you pose to the head and you can ask the heart what does it know what does it feel about your current decision or dilemma i guess it's like most people's hearts it wants things I don't know if it knows what things. We'll go to our final place. So with your next breath, you can just say goodbye to the heart and you're going to move your attention down to the spot beneath your belly button, which is your core. So again, as as we've done with the other other two centers, you know, you can pose the, the question to your core and just ask this part of you, you know, what does it know? What does it think? What wisdom does it have for you? about your current decision or dilemma? <laughs> it, it kind of annoyingly or positively, it knows that it would be fine either way, that I'll probably be fine. So the head can't always be trusted. Neither can the heart. But I think there are more experts to speak to. Parents. I went to the playground. Is there is there anywhere that you would rather be right now? Well, yeah, a beach in Thailand, <laughs> probably, on my own, sipping on a mojito. At home, in bed, watching something on VIP TV. Reading a book quietly somewhere, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> on my own, yeah. In a spa. <laughs> How is it going today? They keep arguing. They hit, keep hitting each other. I mean, my personal struggle is leaving the house. Yesterday, um, just getting ready to leave, and then someone screamed, oh, he's chucked my sock in the toilet. Um, so we had to sort of turn back and do that. You know what? It's not easy. Every day is a challenge. So you have to be there with them, teach them, say, no, that's not right. No, that's not nice. Be loving to your sister. I dealt with lots of fights and keeping things fair. And he's saying he's this other child's going to give me some Pokemon cards and he's not going to give them to me and, you know. I want Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> Is parenting what you thought it was going to be like before you had kids? No. No, 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 not at all. I was 20 when I became mother. I was still very young. Right, okay. it's okay I thought it's going to be much time. easier. But it's like a 24-hour job. It's never-ending and I had to do everything by myself. There's certain days you still kind of, you put them to bed and you're like, God, I just need to lie down in a dark room. Would you recommend it to somebody who who wasn't sure? Yes, 
Oh God, it's the most, re- it's the it's the toughest job in the world that you will do, but it's the most rewarding. It's just something natural, like you have so much love towards them. It's not depending on anything, it's not conditional, like it's, it's just from heart. As long as I'm with my kids, I'm fine. There's nothing else in this world. <laughs> they are my first priority, man, just me. We've all heard about these everyday ups and downs of parenting. But in your responses, a more fundamental worry kept coming up. The risk of what some of you called having a problem child. Hello. Oh, hi. Is that Laura? This is Laura Euler. And so I see you're based in Montauk. Yes. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, I have to say, this is... When she met her husband, she began to dream about their lives as parents. We went to Ivy League schools, so I thought we would be sort of this upper-middle-class types, you know, in an SUV, wearing, you know, sweaters and driving a Range Rover and taking our children to their private colleges. And maybe on a Saturday night, we'd have friends over and we'd put jazz on and all drink wine and giggle as we enjoyed our evening Saturday night meal. They had a boy and a girl. But the middle-class American dream didn't quite come true. Our family life was entirely different than the cliché that I imagined. I did not realize it would be as hard as it was. Um, And the parts that were hard were the parts that no one tells you about. My children never had any tantrums, and they were both very good sleepers. They both talked early. They both read early. Before adolescence, I thought, "What, what are people complaining about? This just isn't hard. The troubles intensified for me and the children when they were turning into adolescence. They both started struggling with depression and and anxiety. My son started to act out. He started to do things and he was sort of punished disproportionately. Um, As things went on, things got worse. My son was getting in trouble all the time. He was picked up for possession of marijuana, um, which he got in trouble from when he was 17. When he was 19 on New Year's Eve, he drove drunk. He was arrested. He eventually went to jail for it for five weeks, which was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Five years later, still completing all the requirements. My daughter, she's classified as very highly gifted. She struggles with self-harming and depression, and both of the kids have struggled in college as well. Um, This took a big toll on my marriage because my husband thought that I was too easy on the children, which I guess is arguable, but he walked out literally the day of my son's hearings at court. And we've been on our own ever since then. Do you ever regret your decision to have children? I say so sometimes when I'm really, really upset. And, you know, when I get the call in the middle of the night from the psychiatric ER saying that my son threatened to kill himself and he's in a suicide smock. This is after his last probation violation. Um... 
I think to myself, what was I even doing? But I don't mean it sincerely. It's just more of a despairing, boy, my life would sure be easier without this. I can get pretty self-pitying sometimes. But, you know, I know people who have children who have cerebral palsy or autism. I mean, there's just no real point in worrying about fairness or unfairness when it comes down to it. I'm speaking to lots of people who don't want children or who are unsure about it. And a lot of people don't want children because of this hypothetical situation that their children would be problematic. Do you think that's a legitimate reason to not want children? No, because it's a love that you will never experience any other way. It is different from every other feeling on earth. It can involve pain, but you will never stop loving them, I don't think. You really are missing out on one of the major, great relationships in life. And it's Leia calling from The Guardian. Oh, hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm all right, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, thanks for taking the time to share. But what if it's your behaviour and not your children's that you can't control? No, I'm just at home. Oh, cool. Um, the first 30-year-old Rebecca and her husband are pretty sure babies aren't for them. But when people ask why, she has to decide how much to reveal. How sure are you that you won't start yearning for children? I would say that at this stage I'm about 95% certain. So there is no one reason in the same way that there wasn't a specific moment when I realised I didn't want them. It was more a gradual um, process. Financially, we're a lot better off than a lot of my friends. We can go on holidays whenever we want. We have a very, very, very good relationship and we very rarely argue. And I know, speaking to my friends, that what they argue about most is money and children. And what reactions have you had from family or friends about your choice? Members of my older family do believe that it is a phase that I will come round, that I'm putting my career first, that I just haven't had the feelings yet. More difficult with conversations that I've had with my mother, and I think not any particular conversation, but they regularly talk about the grandchildren in a kind of general way. They sort of bought gifts for the grandchildren and put them away. Um, Expensive gifts. Really? Yes. I think it's fair to say that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds have been spent on things that have been put away for the grandchildren. A couple of years ago, I wrote a letter to my parents explaining that I didn't think that we were going to have children and that this made me feel very uncomfortable, but we never talked about it after that letter. It was like I wrote the letter The receipt of the letter was acknowledged, but there wasn't really a conversation about the contents of it. Um, But I noticed that the acquisition of gifts did stop after that. And why did you decide to tell your parents in a letter? (laughs) Hmm. I felt that perhaps I could more eloquently express my thoughts on paper. And it wasn't the only thing that I was talking about in the letter. I was also talking about specifically an aspect of mental health. And I'm not saying that the mental health is the reason why 
I had decided not to have children, but it was all, it was an aspect of it. How much are you comfortable sharing about your mental health in terms of how it impacts your decision? I have quite a specific condition that I suppose I am prepared to talk about it, but it's just that I worry. You know, I know that you edit these things and and that's fine. I, I understand that. But I worry that the way that you edit it might make it sound like that that's the only reason. And I am prepared to talk about it because I think it is important to talk about mental health. But sometimes once you've ticked the mental health box, it's like that's all that matters. Yeah. Why don't you say as much as you're comfortable with and then we can take it from there. So I have something called emetophobia. Emetophobia is a complete, irrational, overwhelming fear of vomit either yourself vomiting or seeing others vomit around you. And I expend vast amounts of time, resources, effort, worry and energy ensuring that I don't vomit and that I'm not around anybody else that does. So I have a good job. You know, I am a successful individual. I manage generally on a day-to-day basis. But I know that I have periods where I I'm not in control of my behaviour where I will go outside and walk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, literally for like four hours just walking around outside because I'm terrified that I'm going to be sick because I've kind of like sort of there's been a bug going around at work or I don't know, I think I've eaten something that's been contaminated or blah, blah, blah. But I think it's very unlikely that something as unpredictable as a child, even just the thought of pregnancy with concerns about morning sickness, is enough to think that the risks outweigh the benefits for me. And then with all the other aspects that add to my disinclination to have children, it totally tips the scale. If it was just this, I would be really miserable and I'd be like, oh, emetophobia stops me from having children. But it's not like that at all. I really don't want them. It's fine. It's okay. Hi, darling. I couldn't see you. You're not going to record me right now, are you? You've ruined it already. (laughs) I meant to just record us saying hi. Sorry, darling. The family pressure Rebecca feels is familiar to lots of you. And it certainly is for me. I go home to visit my mum. Okay. So, Mother, I'm talking to you today as, not just as my mother, but as a quintessential and an expert mother. Oh my goodness, I've never been called quintessential before. (laughs) So, you want me to have babies? Yes. Why do you want me to have babies? Why do I want you to have babies? Um, I want you to have babies because I think you would come to regret it if you didn't. I want you to have babies because I want to be a grandmother and I want to be the grandmother of your... I don't just want to be a grandmother randomly. I really want our family to grow and I want to be able to make flapjacks with my grandchildren. (laughs) So if you had to, I want you to sell it to me, basically. 
sell it to you. Um, I've got so many, so many, and they're not just moments of joy. They were kind of repeated moments or spells of joy. You know, when I think of you running to Beat Street Nursery in your little blue raincoat running ahead of me under the tunnel every day. Do you remember where we used to go and you used to used to run ahead of me and every day I'd watch you and it would however miserable I was feeling every day it made me happy because it's create it was creating joy somehow not just for me but for you as well it was kind of joyful moments a lot of the people I've spoken to have said one of the main factors in their decision is that their parents want them to have children and that they don't want to disappoint their parents what do you think about that kind of pressure? What do you mean, what do I think about it despite putting that kind of pressure on you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, why do we do that? Why do parents always, nearly always, want to be grandparents? I mean, when I told Granny that I was pregnant, she was so happy, even though I hadn't done the kind of walk down the aisle and they, you know, didn't have a job, didn't have a home. I hadn't actually done it in the traditional way, but she was so happy. And she said uh, she was always worried that she, you know, she'd always thought she was never going to be a grandmother because none of us seemed inclined to have children. Of course, you know. You all did. We all did very quickly. I set the trend. I set the trend. Well, I was the eldest. So it's kind of, you know, um, why do we want to be grandparents? I would love somebody to be able to put a finger on that. Because I know that it's a thing that so many people feel, but what is it? Is it like a legacy? Is it that is it like that you want me to know what it was like? Is it that you want no, it to carry on? It's not that I want you to know what it was like. I think you've got a pretty good idea of what it was like. You know, I've never pretended it was all gorgeous and that, you know, you were a sweet little angelic thing in white broidery anglaise all the time. That certainly wasn't true. And you know, it wasn't easy as well. I mean, we didn't have any money and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you don't remember when you were very little about money things. You know, you don't remember that your clothes were not always new. You don't remember that we couldn't go on lots of expensive holidays or anything. You know, you don't remember any of that. How long until it's ready? Uh, about 20 minutes probably. Okay. I think we've got something to, for yeah. future generations. Um, what? 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 Um, our history, what we've learned, what we can contribute, what we have got to offer. What is the point of being, um, of, of learning all this stuff and then it doesn't go, it doesn't go. Yeah, it is. Do you doesn't go anywhere. That guy in Sheffield that's been the same guy at the does the wine in Sheffield since it was. Um, well, what was it before? Before it was Summerfield. Summerfield, yeah. That guy with the beard and the beard and the muscles and the bald head. No. Don't you remember? He's been there for years. That's the wine. Doesn't look like a wine drinker, but he knows his stuff. What do you think about the way? women or people make this decision do you think it's a head thing or do you think it's a heart thing I think a lot of people don't make a decision at all I think it just happens I mean um I didn't make a decision to get pregnant when I did um I made a decision to stay pregnant when I did 
glad you're here. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so was it a head or a heart thing? With me, it was that was a heart decision, probably. But there was probably a bit of head that said, oh, I'm this age now and, you know, when do I think it's going to be a better time? Yeah, this isn't a great time, but when's going to be a better time? Who knows? So it was partly head, but it was mostly heart. It was just like a, 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 a reaction. And it was an immediate, well, there may have been a couple of minutes when I thought, oh, shit. But it was an immediate, okay, this is what I'm doing now. This is who I am now. This is where I am now. And as much as my mum would like to have the last word, she's not going to get it. I can't get my head around what it would look like to not have kids in my 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, whether all my friends will, whether they won't, whether that will be a problem. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that this is such a big question, because in a way, our generation is perhaps the first generation that's going, do we, don't we? And therefore, there isn't a huge example from before of what it looks like. That's Ruby, who was the first person to get in touch. Well, we, we, it was kind of... Um, Ruby, we leave you with like Suzanne. Say, we kind of assumed we would have them. Suzanne and her husband are in their 60s and are child-free. We weren't sort of being positive about it. It was like, oh yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do that then. And then it just sort of came about quite slowly. It wasn't a big dramatic thing that, oh, you know, we're not going to have them. It was just... It came to us in a gradual realisation that neither of us were really that keen on it and we just never got around to doing it. Do you like children? Uh, Couldn't eat a whole one. (laughs) I'm not that wild about them, to be honest. I mean, it's just... Take them or leave them. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything about parenting in particular that you think you would find difficult? It's hard work and it's constant. It's 24-7. You can't take the batteries out. Um, I I think unless you really want them, that's just going to be, that's a drag. And how would you describe what life is like child-free? You know, life without children is, well, it suits me. We can do what we want, when we want, go on holidays, you know, we just need to accept that people, different people will live their lives differently. If I'm being honest, I was actually hoping to use this process to help me make a decision on whether to have uh, have a child. And although that's something I'm closer to, weirdly, the main thing I've taken away from it is not my personal feelings about whether I want to have children, but realising that there's absolutely loads of people who are having a dilemma about it. What's more comforting for me than having come close to a decision is realising that by being indecisive and by not feeling 100% sure that you want to have kids, you're not actually as alone as you thought. There are so many people who can't decide. And just knowing that makes the whole decision much less scary.
Maybe Baby was presented by me, Leia Green. Produced by Lily Ames and me, Leia Green. Mixed by Max Anderson and the executive producer is Shanida Scotland. Special thanks to Rachel Abordo and Caroline Bannock on the Guardian community team. podcasts from The Guardian. Just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.